Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm in this world and they Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, Merry Christmas. Well, today's the 26th. Isn't it Boxing Day? Yeah, Boxing Day. It's it's Isru Christmas, I think. My because they you say the like the proper noun second in uh Hebrew. My my daughter came in yesterday is like it's Eve Christmas. Yeah. She thought it, was Eve Christmas. it was Eve Christmas. Yeah. What did you do for Eve Christmas? Chinese food? I you know what I was thinking? I, I like I I'm not a big Christmas guy, but I I take Christmas way over New Year's. Like I could care less about new year's do you care about new year's at all have you ever celebrated it in any capacity the problem for me is that my wife is always working on all these days right because she's got to make up for you know never working on any of the jewish holidays mm-hmm. so now i don't do anything so i'm stuck with the kids basically. you're not stuck with the kids you literally have a nanny at home you could be out partying if you wanted to no the, the nanny's off for all the all the holidays. oh okay fine i got it right now you're yeah. We got a few things going on today. Every year we do our top five or top ten podcasts of the year. As astute listener Tzvi pointed out, like, well, they're always the same, so that's not uh, the most important thing in the world. But a lot of listeners actually did send in their list, so we'll read those. Uh, we've got uh, football going on. We have um, the Chester MVP. You're going to give out the MVP, although you, it is subject to change if something crazy happens in Week 17. You're going to give out your MVP award. You can give out all your awards if you if you want to. Um, what about what about the Wienerker awards? Uh, well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'm going to give out the award for the worst timeout of all time. Let me explain. My son is obsessed with sports. He's one and a half. My five year old thinks that sports are boring, and he is already out. He he is not coordinated, and he's not going to be an athlete. But my one and a half year old is like Pele, not even a joke. He can throw a soccer ball up in the air, kick it to you on, on the fly, meaning he can. That's pretty good. Yeah, he's one and a half. Like it's insane. People, people like come over afterwards and like their mouth is agape and they're like, wait, is he like seven? And uh, they, they, they ask Mara who the father is. Mara did say that the other day. He's like, how is he, how is he a good athlete? It doesn't make any sense. Um, but maybe she's, <laughs> well, I mean, but she's a good athlete. Yeah, but she's underrated. But well then why, why is the other kid like not able to walk in a straight line? So he not only is obsessed with playing sports, but he's obsessed with watching sports. So this morning my wife went to yoga and I had him in the park for a long time, but eventually he got bored, and he wanted to watch football. We got home, he pointed the, to the computer, he's like, I want to watch football. So there was no game on. Sometimes he'll put, he'll ask, and there's like, it's Sunday, there's a game on. So I went to NFL Game Pass, and I put on um, 
this is how sad a Jets fan has gotten. We, because we haven't been in the playoffs for eight years, uh, I put on an old playoff game so I could like uh, be happy for once about the Jets watching the Jets-Patriots AFC Divisional game from 2010. Uh, and he was very amused. But anyway, I also watched the Colts game from 2009 um, and then 2010. So the Colts in 2009 was the championship game. They went up uh, 17-6 to on the Colts at, at at halftime, but then the Colts won. Or right before the half, and the Colts won 31-17. The next year, Chester, they just played the Colts in the first round of the playoffs. Do you remember this game at all? Let's start it up. I'll tell you. Okay, remember. so it was a pretty nondescript first round of the playoff game. Very close game. Uh, it's the second year of Sanchez. Late in the game, the the Colts are down by one, and they are driving. Okay, and and they get stopped. And Rex Ryan does something he's never done before. He calls this amazing timeout that Al Michaels. When I was watching the game today. Al Michaels. Was like I don't I don't get that timeout and and Collinsworth is sort of like ragging on it, but it ends up being that even though the Jets called timeout when it seemed like the Colts needed uh, the, were the ones worrying about the time because only like sixty seconds left and the Colts were still at the thirty three, the Jets end up stopping the Colts. Vinatieri kicks a fifty yard field goal. Now the Jets have a minute left. Throws a pass to Braylon Edwards. Throws a pass to Dustin Keller, and and now the Jets with thirty six seconds left, trailing by two have the ball at the Colts, uh, first and 10 from the Colts, 36. Okay? You following? Jets down okay. by two, yeah. ball at the Colts, on 36. The rich. Yeah. So they're on the edge of, of, of uh, Nick Folk's field goal range. Now, each team has one timeout left. For some reason, Rex Ryan, or, or uh, maybe Rex Ryan never called an offensive play, but Brian Schottenheimer calls... A run to Daniel Tomlinson, and he runs for two yards on first and ten, with thirty six seconds left in one timeout. So now, okay, it, it, he runs straight to the middle. Tomlinson basically they were at the thirty four, so now they're, they're set, yeah they've settled for a field goal of fifty six. A fifty, a fifty. No, they were at the thirty four, not yeah. the thirty six, and he ran for okay, two. So now they've right. they're settling for what's literally a fifty yard field goal. Tomlinson's running to a hash, and now with twenty nine seconds left, instead of the Jets scrambling. <laughs> to maybe do that again and try and, you know, run straight up the gut for two more yards. Jim Caldwell calls a timeout with 29 seconds left. He calls a timeout. Jim Caldwell calls the Colts' last timeout. So now if the Jets are okay. if the Jets are committed to this 50-yard field goal, they could just... They can still run it down to five seconds. Or yeah. kneel on the ball and then call a timeout with three seconds yeah. left. There's no yeah, there's upside no to this to timeout. timeout. The camera, the amazing camera work on NBC catches... Um catches Peyton Manning mouth agape for like three minutes straight during this timeout. Like he cannot understand what the justification is for this timeout. It is insane. The announcers right away say like, that's weird, but they don't realize like how bad it's going to get. Now the Jets are forced into calling another play, but the Jets also have a timeout. What play when there was 29 seconds left and the Jets were many seconds away from even snapping the ball for second down, they had very, you know, they could have thrown a pass, but more likely the, the chance of uh, what they were going to do on second down was probably try and run again for three yards and set up maybe a 47-yard field goal for Folk up the middle. But now that the clock has stopped, Sanchez throws the ball to Edwards, who's being taken the whole game by an inept Jacob Lacey. And Braylon right, Edwards right, right, right. catches the ball, doesn't go out of bounds, winds the clock down from 29 to 3 seconds. It's an 18-yard pass. And with no time left, Folk hits a 32-yarder to win the game. 
the the worst timeout probably in NFL history. He single-handedly the 32-yard field goal from Falk was barely good. There was no way he was hitting a 50-yard field goal on the road with no time left. He was definitely going to miss it. Just an astonishingly bad they, timeout. Do they ask Caldwell. Caldwell after the game what the I'm sure they did. Game? I didn't Google it. I, I'm sure he had a bad, you know, obviously not on camera. They never speak to the losing coach, which, by the way, they should. Yeah. The telecast only speaks to the winners. They should speak to the losing. But um, so anyway, that was my uh, that was my research for today. The, by the way, the side note is after we watched like an hour of football this morning, my son, who claims to be this crazy sports fan, this one-year-old, we went to my daughter's eighth-grade basketball game, and he was not interested. Live sports? He he would it, not interested. Mm-hmm. Had I put on the the YouTube of of a football highlight, he would have watched the whole time. But his sister playing yeah. right in front of his face with like fans in the crowd and people yelling was totally not interested. I thought that. Yeah, was well, he maybe he only likes football. No, but I'm, I, even if it was like, yeah, I, no, I, I got it. It's just kids only like screens. I, I was really a fan on your podcast with Rob. How Rob pointed out that if he had made a video identifying his kids by name from like the airport in San Francisco, his kids would never watch it. But Ryan's dad doing the exact same thing. Yeah, they were transfixed. Yeah, that's a good point. It was a good point by Rob. Yeah. Um. All right. By that way, was, I love how. So yeah. for the final podcast of the year, we decided to spend the first eight minutes recapping an eight-year-old uh, football game. So that was great. That's what the listeners are. Eight-year-old football game. You don't even want my seventh-grade. Uh, ba- Do you want my seventh-grade basketball report for my daughter's game today? Sure. Let's get the recap. Uh, that she one got. Next. She was the last woman off the bench. She uh, she got very little playing Ooh. time. She was furious. I'm sorry game. about that. She got yeah. about seven total minutes. It was a close game. You know, the coach. He only gets paid if they win. You know, he 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 wanted to play as starters. He did not. He's like the Gino Oriema. Gino Oriema a lot yeah. uh, recently because UConn's not very deep has been playing five women the whole game. They have, like, the best five players in the world, but if you're the sixth man for the UConn Women Huskies this year, you play zero minutes a game. It's crazy. He literally, they literally all play 40 minutes. It's, it's very it's very Tibbsian. Yes. Yeah, Tibbs would love that. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, yeah, but they won. So the coach is happy. He, you know, he gets an extension on his contract. My daughter not happy because she got seven minutes and didn't take any shots. Yeah, sorry about that. I also, by the way, was up till four in the morning watching old football highlights. Obviously, I watched Minneapolis Miracle for the 10 million, 11 million times. I was watching all these videos of like the best week seven sort of crazy playoff scenarios. Yeah. So unfortunately, the Nate Poole game played a role there. I had forgotten him in that game, by the way. It's not just that this unheard of rookie named Josh McCown throws a pass on fourth and 27 with no time remaining to knock the Vikings out of the playoffs. Right. It's crazier than that. The Vikings were winning 17 to 5 in, with less than two minutes to go. 17 to 5. The Cardinals scored Is a that touchdown. a scoregami, 17 to 5? I don't know, but the Cardinals scored a touchdown, got an onside kick, and then so it was there was a number of crazy events before the, the, the Nate Poole play. So that was not great. Um, but yeah, and uh, you know, obviously there was last year the famous Andy Dalton play to knock uh, Baltimore out and uh, Buffalo in. This year, the same thing would have to happen. It would have to be Baker Mayfield, of course, to knock Baltimore out and put Pittsburgh in. So, not as many people rooting for Pittsburgh to make it as Buffalo last year, I imagine. Uh, yeah. So, what's the what's the craziest scenario out there, in your opinion? Well, there's not there's not one of those scenarios where there's like four teams fighting for one spot. Right. There's really only. I mean, the NFC is pretty clear cut. If the Vikings win or if Philly loses, the Vikings are in. If the Vikings lose and Philly wins, the Vikings win. Now, I was saying how I was so excited by how the NFL set up the schedule, and you pointed out one thing they could have done better, which is they want any game that's related to another game to be at the same time. But the one mistake they could have made is there's no reason that Pittsburgh and Baltimore's games couldn't have been at 1 o'clock. Yeah, I said this to you. 
Yeah, because there's no... The only other games, like, they, you know, the only other thing that they're affected by is, in theory, the seeding. If Houston were to lose, then, and Baltimore were to win, then Baltimore could be the three over the winner of, of Indy versus Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But in any event, the Pittsburgh game's at one, and the Indy-Tennessee game's Sunday night. So there's no reason that the Pittsburgh and Baltimore games aren't at four o'clock, at one o'clock. Yeah. There's nothing we care about at one o'clock. It's New England and Houston playing games they need to win for, for seeding. Bu- yeah, seeding is then, much and, less interesting. It makes no sense. Yeah, I have no idea what the league's teams. I think the I think they think that the Patriots and Cowboys, who are the league's cash cows, can carry one o'clock on their own. But the Cowboys are no, totally the Cowboys locked in. the Cowboys aren't playing anybody. Does, yeah, I, I the, think the, the Cowboy, the Cowboy audience is so locked in, I think, that they'll still get a decent rating on that Cowboys-Giants game. No, a, Cow- a Cowboys fan isn't going to watch the Cowboys game because they want to know who they they're are. playing. I think they are. No, I think the Cowboys, Cowboys fans Cowboys are, are fan front runners. Watch, they're dumb, and they don't even know like they, that they're locked in. They'd rather watch the Vikings or Seattle because if Seattle loses and the Vikings win, then the Vikings would be their opponent. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, yeah. So uh, are we jumping to week seventeen? What are we doing first here? Oh, uh, one more thing. Uh, let's eat. Let's do a new segment. It's called "Each of Us Get Sixty Seconds to Talk About Our Fan Our Fantasy Football Championship," even though nobody cares. You go first. Okay. All right. Well, it was a great season for uh, for me. Uh, you know, I've been doing great in our picks. I, the, each of the last two weeks, I've gone like 13 and three against the spread, which is kind of amazing. That is pretty uh, hard. My do. fantasy football team cruised to a championship, not just a championship, but my 175 points uh, in the championship game this week was the highest score that a champion has ever scored in the final in this league, breaking the record set by myself in 2006. I've now won this league five times in, in 16 years, which is uh, it's a very good league. So that's pretty impressive. I, It's I mean, you always say I'm it's a very good league, leagues, but, but then, yeah. then like, I don't know. Anytime I encounter someone this, from your league, this is a, this league. is a champions league. Every single person in this league wins the other league that they're in. Not true. It's sort of a prerequisite. Not true. I will go. <laughs> you're you're making it up. Who? I'll go through every single well, person who? in the league. Uh, who's who's okay. in your league? Shellman is in that junky Klein league that I'm in. He's never competitive. Uh, Moro isn't good at fantasy at all. Um, <laughs> I love Shmaria, but Shmaria would never have another well, league. So he would Shmaria's, never cheat a, on Shmaria's a one league. Yeah, Shmaria's he would never cheat league. on your league, even though you cheat on your league. Uh, no, yeah. there's not one person in your league who's even decent at fantasy. Oh, wow. The, really? The smack I mean, league. I don't know all everyone in the claim. league, but there's uh, the, the half dozen people I know are, are, are competent. So all fantasy. these people claim that they easily destroy all their other leagues? Yeah, they should have to send you in proof. Like, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm in yeah. a league with Feldman. He's I don't think he's ever won it. And it's a bad league. Well, Feldman finished a distant last in our league this year. Okay. Also, he's become distracted by work. Yeah, I mean, you have people in your league who yeah. get kicked out of other leagues. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it was a great victory for me. The trophy is returning to its uh, home where it belongs. My wife is thrilled. Well, the trophy goes to the champion. So, where do you put it when you have won the league? Where do you display your fantasy football trophy? Oh, you've been to my house. So I have like an entry hall in my house. Yes. And at the moment, we have my parents brought us this giant silver like. Punch bowl, mm-hmm. where um, my parents, having moved from Minnesota to New Jersey recently, they have all these random things in their house that they don't want anymore. So they brought us this giant silver punch bowl, mm-hmm. which looks like sort of the top half of the Stanley Cup. Yeah. But what I've done is, and, and so right now it's on a little display table in the entry hall. So instead, what I've done is I've inverted it, said it will now serve as the base of my trophy, which will be coming next week. So I'm very excited. Um. All right. That's my uh, wife will make me move it when anybody but my friends comes over. No, it's a good conversation piece. It should be in the. It should be the centerpiece at the dining room table. Every Shabbat meal (laughs) should be looking at the trophy. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to see anybody in this. I mean, is she proud that she's that she's married to a champion? She could be married to like 
Steen yeah, or, or 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 Feldman or Moro who didn't win. I, I I got a I got a Facebook memory a few years ago uh, when I beat somebody else in the title in like 2009 or I think my last title was like 2011 or something. I don't remember what it was. And um, she had said to Shamir, who she recalled Shmir, as if she's not Jewish. Mm-hmm. She said, "Listen, Shmir, this house is for winners." <laughs> <laughs> Because he was supposed to come. Over. I don't even know what it was about, but mm-hmm. yeah, she she was becoming like the um the the wife in uh in the league, the show, the league, who talks a lot of smack. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, she's right. actually in the league. This. There's no way your wife would join the league. No, of course not. My wife used to root against me. This year, she actually you me, so you yeah. My wife would root against me too, unless you until she realized like oh, there's money if you win that she never sees. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't, told my wife she gets all the winnings. So. Oh really? Oh, so she's probably excited. hundred percent. Yeah, I don't care about the money. I care about the trophy and the pride. You should. By the way, that's stupid. You should buy her something with it instead of just giving her the money. Okay. You want to brag about your league? I mean, I don't have much interesting to say other than um, you. I forget every year that like running backs are available. Week fifteen and sixteen just becomes chaos, especially this year. People are out for the year, and guys like Damian Williams and Jalen Samuels and Elijah McGuire are just available for a couple bucks on Fab. Uh, yeah. And, and so you know what the solution is, what my league does, which is we lock our rosters entering the playoffs. You got to dance with Ubrangia. Yeah, but what if what it's, if you have a ton of injuries? You're just out of luck? Well, you want to know what my bench is right now? Does everyone roster a backup tight end in your league? I'll tell you what, my, my, my bench right now is Brandon Whedon, who's Deshaun Watson's backup, Deshaun Kaiser, who's Aaron Rodgers' backup, Wayne Goldman, who's Saquon Barkley's backup, Demetrius Harris, who is Travis Kelsey's backup. So yeah, I backed up all of my good players. Basically. Oh, so you literally back up everybody. You should be allowed no, to make no, like the, the, Well, so we actually we do have a rule that if you own a quarterback and his backup, and both of them get put on IR in the playoffs, then you can pick the third stringer. Okay. This rule has never been exercised in this league's history until today. Oh, Taylor the owner of Cam Newton. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So so that guy gets to pick up Kyle Allen now for a week seventeen. That's funny. Uh, the yeah. only interesting thing know. about my championship was that not only did I beat him, but my bench almost outscored my team. My bench had 126 points from just six guys. Hard to yeah, do. That's fair. My bench had three points total because, as I said, I didn't have any backups on my bench. Uh, all right. That's been boring fantasy football segment. Uh, do you want to talk about football yeah. or should we do the podcast now? Whatever you want. This is your, this is all your, right. So people wrote in. Idea. People wrote in. And a lot of people. I don't even think we asked for it. Did we ask for it last week? A lot of people. Uh, well, somebody made a Facebook thread. Oh, somebody made a thread because we do. We have done this the last three years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So someone someone said, "Hey, you guys always rank the podcasts," and then people emailed in and people now tweeted at us. Um, I the thing I like about getting people's podcast lists is finding out about new podcasts. So here, AB yeah. Sutton emailed his in. Let's see if he has anything yeah. interesting. Slow burn. Do you know what that is? Yeah, so Slow Burn is a slight podcast where they sort of did week by week uh, the the impeachment of Richard Nixon, and then they moved on to the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. It was very good. The one I want to know for maybe, because I've never heard of it, is number five, which is Slash Filmcast. Yeah, he's got the Ringer NFL show, Maze and Clark only. A bunch of people wrote in and said uh, they like yeah. the Ringer NFL that show, podcast, but not... but only Maze and Clark. Yeah. Th- does that exclude... Um... What's Lombardi, it called? Obviously. Oh, the Mike Lombardi. Okay, yeah. Lombardi really yeah. is falling. By the way, falling, AB, AB clearly has terrible taste. You see his number one podcast. Oh, there. I didn't even notice thirty-two fits. Yeah, every single person <laughs> who wrote in in the in the Facebook group wrote R A N E P. So, but like if one person wrote it in, I'd be touched. But I feel like everyone writing it in, I don't know. Are they just are they just kissing up? I'm not sure. Um, uh, but he has number two. Wake well, up I with Sam Harris. Isn't Sam Harris like alt right or something? 
Isn't he like some? Well, so yeah, I've had debates with AB about Sam Harris before. Who is he? Yeah, he, well, he's Sam Harris. Oh, is, is he intellectual he dark was, web like like Ben Shapiro type he, thing? Yeah, well, yeah, because AB also has Pod Save America on his, so maybe AB like I don't know. He's confused politically. Well, no, Sam Sam Harris is not a right winger. But, okay, but he has sort of been. But he sort of says a lot of things that are. Ah, so if you're a, there's I, certain type of guys that if you are, uh, sort of appreciative, if, like the if the if the never Trump Republicans or even the Trump Republicans, like, um, it, like if they like you a little more than Democrats, then you sort of like, oh, that's where your bread is buttered. So you never say anything political. But that's sort of well. You, so, so I think part of it is that Sam Harris has leaned into that audience because he's gotten support there. That's for right. sure. The yeah, case. that's what these the guys do. I mean, Joe Rogan. I don't know if he is like, yeah, if he's a Republican, but he's only identified basically with Republicans. Yeah, well, but but Harris also Harris says things not because he's racist, but because he's so ignorant of his. By the way, not a good, not a great things. start. He says things not because he's racist. Yeah. yeah. No, but 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 so he, he gets into trouble with things. He doesn't have malice, but he's but he's also so arrogant that he can't admit that he has any blind spots. So mm-hmm. anyway, but um, but I listen to his podcast occasionally. I li- I don't listen to all the episodes. The, the annoying thing about his podcast is the title of the podcast is some eric er, like esoteric subject. It's not like who the guests are, mm-hmm. so you never know which one. You have to like listen to it to find out whether you want to listen to it. So it's very low on my priority for that reason. All right, so here are some listener suggestions. Okay, Courtney. Yeah. Says the Dopey podcast. It says Dopey, the Twitter all about drugs, addiction, and okay. Um, Steve says uh, Dan Lebatard. You like Dan Lebatard, right? Yeah, he's and, number ten on my list. Uh, song Exploder, which is a so- like they just analyze one song for the whole episode. But here's one issue that I have with with musical podcasts, and mm-hmm. I do listen to a couple. I listen to all my podcasts at two x speed. When you're listening to a musical podcast, well, you so be like, like something. The only one. I'm trying to think. The only musical podcast, like I listen. Rob has a parody song show every week, and I listen to that on one X because it's music. It would be ruined by listening on two X. Yeah. Um. So you have to like if there is a music component, you just have to switch it to one. Well, here's my proposal: if you are record, if you are making a musical podcast, play your songs at half X speed. That is the stupidest actually, thing I've ever heard. <laughs> no, no, no. You mean have a this second bonus feed that's just half X? Yeah, there's, there's. You should have two feeds. You say what we're percentage of podcast for... listeners listen on two X? I'd say it's single digits. Oh, hardcore, single digits. No, hardcore podcast. Hardcore podcast. Yeah, hardcore. Ca- yes, the diehards. It's single digits total. Okay, I think, and I will be happy. I'll be happy to do that for this uh, podcast if, if the fans demand it. Every episode you release two versions. No one, one will version, demand this, and please, no one do just, demand. Just this. listen. One version in which all the music is at half X. And the people are talking at 1x, such that when you play it at 2x, the people will speak at the 2x you're used to, but the music will be regular. And then mm-hmm. another version where the music is at 1x and the people are speaking at 2x, such that people who are listening at 1x can hear the music normally, but can hear the people speak a little bit faster to keep things moving. So that's my that's my proposal. Okay, uh, Kirsten <laughs> says, Dr. Death. Are you familiar with uh, with Dr. No. Death? What What is Dr. Death? I believe it's, is it, it's, I believe it's a Dr. Kevorkian podcast. Actually, sounds interesting. Okay. Okay. Oh no, no, it's not. Sorry, it's um, no. it's about a doctor. It's not or it's not about Doctor. It's not about Doctor Kevorkian. <laughs> it is about a, It's about a, a medical system that failed to protect patients at every turn. It's about a a doctor who was uh, guilty of gross malpractice. I don't. Doctor Death was Kevorkian's nickname. She also wrote uh, a podcast called "Do You Need a Ride," which I just googled. And "Do You Need a Ride" is. Comedians Chris Fairbanks and Karen Kilgariff shuttle their guests to and fro from the airport. Someone's 
somewhat dangerously in a 2008 Honda Accord mobile sound studio. That actually sounds like a really funny concept. Like, it's a great way to get people on your podcast because everyone always wants, especially pre-Uber, it would have been brilliant, right? Everyone always wants to ride to the airport so they don't have to park there. So they're driving them to the airport and they're just on the podcast while they're in the car. That's kind of smart. Um, no, you're not interested? I feel like... Uh, no, well, here's the problem. So I've, I've looked at the listeners lists. I've downloaded a whole bunch of new podcasts to listen to, but because I haven't listened to them yet, I don't know if they're any good. So oh, okay. I can't endorse them myself. Uh, Logan says blank check, which is they overanalyze. They go into like one director and they do all the movies in his filmography. Sounds yeah. interesting. Well, what's Freedom? A, cu- a couple of listeners recommended uh, Freedom. is uh it is Scott Aukerman, Paul F. Tompkins, and Lauren Lapkus, like the three main Earwolf podcasters. Oh, okay. But yeah. there's no – it's just the three of them spitballing. There's no point. There's no guests and there's no subject material. They just talk. Okay. Um, the a franchise – recommended podcasts that I've liked in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you must remember this, for example, that I thought did not have great seasons in 2018. Yeah, I, I skipped that. I skipped what she did this year, even though I, I do like her. Uh, the pod well, franchise for, talks about movies that only have. Sequels. I listen to a lot of podcasts as like third background thing. Like I'm doing two other things at yes. once, and I'm like barely listening to the podcast. And when I realize I don't even care, then I'm like, well, why am I still listening to this? Yeah, no, I have the, I have so. the same way. And yeah, there's yeah. a lot of podcasts also that are still around only because like just because. Um, yeah, I would say that uh, like things like like you made it weird things like that are on you know. Yeah. It's also, there's so many podcasts now, like Serial, people were saying, like Rap, some other listener said, had a great season. I wasn't even aware of the season. Yeah, they did not do a good job of letting people, I guess, like, yeah. Um, Matt Stewart says, Now, part of that's on me, because I I unsubscribe from a a podcast when the season is over. Uh Uh-huh. All right, what else? Lawson says, Ear Biscuits. Do you know what Ear Biscuits is? He also says, Sports with Katie Nolan. No, I don't know. What do you Ear know Biscuits Michelle Beadle gets over five million dollars a year to be on ESPN, and she like lost her show. She doesn't even do anything. It's insane. Well, how? Uh, why? So she's not on anything now. Was she on Cold Pizza? Or, or she, she like moved from New York. York. She was on like the Mike Greenberg show, but it didn't work out. She moved from New York to LA, and but like they to get her out of that deal, they'd like give her more money and more years on her contract. So she's probably making more than five million dollars now. It's pretty wild. <laughs> Seems like a great decision. Uh, Alex Grossbart says, Sawbones, Dr. Sidney McElroy and her husband Justin welcome you to Sawbones, a marital tour through misguided medicine. Okay. Uh, All right, what's on your list? What are your top podcasts of the year? Well, my number one and two are always the same. It's just different order. So this year it's back to Hollywood Handbook 1, Doughboys 2. Hollywood Handbook is operating on such a high... Don't we usually go from 10 to 1 for a little bit of drama here? No, I always have the same. Tzvi uh, said the last three years I had the same top two, so why even bother? Uh, okay. The Hollywood Handbook is operating operating on such a higher level than every other podcast. It's almost embarrassing. Like you should okay. you should jump out a window if you don't listen to it. No offense, everyone. Um, uh, other than that, I don't know. I, I uh, reply all like when they're good episodes, they're amazing. I really like hev- Heavyweight. But I also really want to give Jonathan Goldstein a huge wedgie every week. Like he's such a nerd. Do you know what you know what shows like Heavyweight are? You listen to that where it's just like he's solid yeah, like it, minor mystery. It, every it's, it's it's Heavyweight's another one that I have. Like it's sort of lower on my party. I subscribe to it, but it's not a top listen to me. Every episode of a show like Heavyweight is basically a three minute story told in forty five minutes. Right? Yes. He could just come on and tell you the you, story. You know who else does that? Every oh. rabbi when they give their sermon every week. True. That's fair. Totally fair. Totally fair. Um, 
so yeah, heavyweight reply all I would say are, are both like that. Like it's reply all. Sometimes there's like more to story. Like they literally went to India last year for an episode. Like well, that. that's why I got to listen to two X. Yeah, I really like High and Mighty with John Gabris. Uh, he just like has his friends over, and there's a topic and the last few topics. Are you? Do you have a ranking the way we do things on this podcast? Yeah, you're just speaking. Willing? Yeah, yeah, no, fine. Reply all was three. Heavyweight was four. High and Mighty is five. Uh, so he just does like Long Island, Weed, Vegas, SNL. Those are his last four. And he just has a celebrity guest in his house and they just talk about him. High and mighty? All right, I'm going to download this one. That High and mighty. Uh, I'll try and find you. Uh, listen to the one with Mike. Uh, they talk about being fat with Mike Mitchell from Doughboys. Um, Jessel- Anthony Jeselnik, my favorite stand comedian, came back this year. And oh, his podcast, podcast isn't is good. not good. It's not good. It yeah, used to be good. Just... They're not allowed to talk about football because his co-host writes for NFL.com. I know that sounds insane. Uh, and so yeah. it's not good anymore. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's, um, it's not a good uh, Part of my take, not really good anymore. Um, I think he has joined sort of the, the Sam Harris crowd in terms of his listenership. <laughs> Who has? Part of my take. His Just because list- he's so surrounded by all by all the other trolls, you know, on part his Part of my website, take is two guys. Who's sort of- he? Yeah, but, but, but I'm saying, but because everyone else, like, on their network, on their website, is, like, such, like, a, oh, like I an old writer at this point. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Never mind. By the way, what's the Drew McGarry deal? Isn't that weird? Did you see that uh, the tweet from his wife? Yeah, his wife's tweet was saying that he didn't have an accident. He didn't have an accident. No, he he basically he tweeted one night and immediately deleted like about like hey I was drinking a picture of himself in a in a drinking at a bar and here's what happened blah 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 blah. And then his wife came out. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, because it was deleted immediately and it was over Shabbat, so you would have missed it. That's what it was referring. Oh, what did what did it say? Like it was. I I just saw people saying what it said. I didn't see it, but it was like ah he was uh maybe collapsed while doing karaoke and like he he almost died and uh but i guess the implication was that he was drunk so she wanted to clear that and maybe even said he was drunk so she's like no he's wrong he wasn't drunk i don't know if they're doing that for like insurance reasons or just clearing the air but it was very weird yeah. that like he's tweeting and now he's not even tweeting and like i don't know that whole thing is very shady also yeah, deadspin has no respect for anybody's privacy ever magically this guy Including gets privacy own. like what well, but oh, well, they've given him a modicum of privacy. I'm saying that, they do. Because I'm saying their, yeah. their guy, they get privacy. Everyone else. Uh, oh yeah, but if yeah, another website would try and find out what happened. Oh, if yeah. if this guy worked for you, the Ringer, they'd be freaking. SB Nation. Oh, for yeah, sure. They'd be in yeah. his uh, hospital bed. Um, oh, Eli, uh, Eli says, "In the dark." Do you know what "In the dark" is? No. Uh, he says it might be the best podcast of all time. Season two is a work of art. Ooh. Yeah, see, that's what you have to... Eli knows us. He knows if he just says, I like this, we're not going to check it out. But if you give us a really hot take, you're going to trick Chester into listening to it. Season two is a work of art. Season one is good, too. So season one, I think I actually listened to. Jacob Wetterling, a boy, uh, goes gets abducted. Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. Min- uh, yeah, so that... Yeah, you know. that story was so famous growing up when I was a kid. My, yes. my, my, I must have heard that story a thousand times. Yeah, your mom was like, yeah. Alex, please go out after dark, so hopefully you'll get kidnapped. I don't have to deal with you anymore. <laughs> No, um, then, then then his mother, Jacob Wendling's mother, ended up running, and this became a little bit more famous, actually, because she ran for Congress against mm-hmm. Michelle Bachman and lost like a, like a by like very few votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so season two begins with, uh, it's about the legal odyssey surrounding Curtis Flowers, who was accused of shooting four people to death inside Tardy Furniture, a, Win- a Winona, Mississippi store in July 96. Flowers would work to tardy furniture for only a few days and has long maintained his innocence, faced trial for the murder six times with the first five trials. Either seeing convictions overturned on suspicious grounds or ending with hung juries. The sixth and most recent trial ended with, oh, I don't know if this is a spoiler. All right, so it's a crime podcast. Yeah, but that sounds interesting. So in the dark, so we should check that out. All right. 
All right, we're all good. Right. Give us your quick top 10 podcasts, and then we'll we'll make NFL picks. Okay, all right. So I have a few honorable mentions. Uh, this year, I finally gave in to your criticism. So not on the list is uh, Renap, 32 fans, or any other podcast that I'm in affiliation with. Oh, so you, so our, our long streak of, of being in the top two <laughs> is over. Every podcast yeah. you are affiliated with is not. Yeah, off the list. Okay. WTF also, um, another honorable mention. Uh, Bill Simmons podcast. The problem with Bill Simmons podcast is so much of it is insufferable that even though I listen to it religiously, but how about this? How about this? You, let's say you love cereal. At best, cereal's giving you eight episodes every other year. Bill Simmons is still giving you seventeen good episodes with Sal or twenty with the playoffs every year. Well, yes, there's so, okay. So the the, the Bill and Sal episodes low. are so incredibly ignorant of football. Like you make fun of me for listening to PTI in 2018. But yes. listening to Bill Simmons is basically the same. As it's the same. It's 100 percent the same. And also, yeah. there's nobody at the ringer who could like talk analytic sense into Bill. It's insane. Well, there are people. He just doesn't care about them. I don't think they have right. anybody. There's people on the internet. They don't even I, bother trying. I think, yeah. yeah. Well, he, everyone has to kiss up to him because he's the boss. I think that, first of all, today, it was like Bill didn't even know that his league had a third place thing. And then Sal, this is just a fantasy football thing that you'll, you'll know you also. Yeah. He's like, yeah, third no, place gets paid more than fourth. Does that mean they have a fourth place yeah. prize also in their league? Because that's insane. Yeah, I don't understand how. Yeah, I don't know how their league is. They don't know how I mean, the listen, leagues work. They have- also, uh, Bill, I, Bill implied that you're not allowed to. You would like it that you're not allowed to make pickups in the playoffs. He also he also said something that was completely crazy about their fantasy league. And he now picks up like seven quarterbacks. Uh, he, he, yes, he, he has four QBs like, on his he, roster. He's so incredible in a one quarterback league. He's so bad at fantasy, and then he complains why his fantasy team doesn't do well. Like, you know, maybe because you're a joke. All right. Uh, number 10, I have a tie. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Dan Labatard. It's highly questionable. This year, Bomani Jones got his own show, High Noon with Pablo Torre. Uh, I like that one also. So they tie for number 10, High Noon and Highly Questionable. Number 9 is The Deadcast. Uh, I hope Drew Maggery comes back soon. Number 8 is Gleeman and the Geek. Uh, it's a Twins podcast, so not going to be too relevant to most non-Minnesota Twins listeners. Number 7, Hang Up and Listen, which I extol every year, which you don't listen to. It's a, it's a Slate sports podcast. Number 6 is The Podcast. Anytime they have an episode where it's just Joe Posnanski interviewing somebody, I immediately delete it. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm only listening if it's if it's Mike and Joe together, and then they can have their guests. It's you know, but um, that that's an, an entertaining one I like. Number five is Everything Is Alive. I think that's the only new entry on my list. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Everything Is Alive? I've heard of it. What is it? So it's a little bit twee. It's a little bit too much. You know, if that's your, it's. Everything is alive, so I'll, I'll read you the episodes. Lewis Can of Cola, Maeve Lamppost, Dennis the Pillow, Tara the Bar of Soap, Anna the Elevator, Paul the Tooth, Chioki wow, the Grain of Sand, A- Annie the Jack-O-Lantern, Io the Balloon, Sean the Subway Seat. Those are the episodes. So it's basically, it's an interview with Sean, and Sean is a subway seat. And so they tell the like the, the world from the perspective of a seat on a subway. So it's basically an inanimate object being interviewed. And it's very funny. It also has some good perspective, so... Um, but it's a, it's a little bit precious. I understand that, but I actually listened with my son. He likes the episodes also. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that, that's, that's a new entry on my list. So everything, and also they're short, they're like 20 minutes each and there's only eight of them. So you can, you can power through it very quickly. Um, number four is five thirty eight politics. Uh, I think that's probably been on here in the past. It's just very smart. Uh, you know, it's very much focused on the horse race and it's nonpartisan, but it's, uh, it's interesting. Number three is in a, is a podcast that I don't like all the episodes of, but uh, when it's, uh, for example, I'm not watching the most recent, listening to the most recent one, but the rewatchables. It's much better than Bill Simmons's podcast because he has guests who are much smarter than him on, and they talk about classic movies. So congrats, Bill Simmons. You uh, got the number three spot uh, somehow, some way. Uh, number two is uh, Revisionist History. I've talked already on this episode, on this podcast, how much I love the one episode they did this year about memory and 9-11, and that episode 
is probably the the biggest impact on me that any podcast episode has ever had of any kind. So that's why I get the number two spot. And number one, what that memory's fake because we've been having this argument for three years that a lot of your early memories are fake because I say nobody has any real memories before they're six. Yeah, well, no, that's a separate topic. But the accuracy of a memory and the ability to have memories aren't the same thing. Mm -hmm. My memory could be inaccurate, but you don't even remember anything that happened before like 1994. So. Um, all right, and then uh, number one, as I said, uh, Mike Pesca, the gist. It's a great podcast, and I recommend it. A big me. year for Mike Pesca couple, like, gets the number one slot on the 32 fans ranking list, and he came on 32 fans this year. Yes, he did. Well, that's a message to everyone else. If you want to get the number one spot, that's how you get it. Yes. A couple of my right-wing friends uh, asked me for, like, they wanted a, a, a left-wing or what they, what, what they referred to as left-wing, which means anybody to the left of, like, Ben Shapiro, basically. But they mm-hmm. wanted, like, a podcast from a from a left-of-center perspective, but that wasn't going to be, like, something that would make them tear their eyes out, like, it'd be so dogmatic. Well, point, so, which, again, I mean, they should, if, here's the thing. Everyone should sort of know, if you can stomach it, everyone should sort of know what the other side is saying. Yeah. So well, Pesca's um, good because Pesca's like pretty moderate. You know, like Pesca's votes for. Republicans but so, the, but the, like, when you say Republican, you mean you have friends? These are like Trump supporters who want who want to know, like, because then they should be listening to Pod Save like, America. Yeah, but but again, but they're not. But he doesn't want Pod Save America. He doesn't want a, a Democratic podcast or a left wing podcast. Oh well, oh, if Pod Save America is too far left for him, then this person is is what they call a snowflake. Because I'm not yeah. even I'm now, not Pod even Save trying America's to be mean. I don't even know what you're yeah. talking about. Because yeah, no, Pod Save America is a mainstream Democratic podcast yeah, that's, that's hated by that's like, like a center left yeah. podcast now. Compared, yeah. they should listen to a few episodes of Chapo Trap House, which is like yeah. the DSA. I'm serious, which is which is the yeah. DSA podcast, yeah. and then they could sort of, uh, then they'll yeah. like a, then they'll listen to like uh, what, well, there's Pod Save. I don't know, I don't listen to any of them. So there's Pod Save America. Then what's yeah. the other one? They've, there's a few but, on their but, network. The, pro- the problem with people on the extremes is because they're so far on the extreme, they're not even aware of where the center is anymore. Like all these left wingers, they despise people like like uh, Pod Save America or or Jonathan Chait or anybody who's sort of a mainstream. Well, Jonathan Chait, they left. right, they despise Pod Save America. They I don't know Jonathan Chait well, but like I see, I see that name and right, they 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 they, him. they hate him more than they hate like Trump. And the same on the right, like they hate Jeff Flake more than they hate. You know, uh, interesting. I mean, I'm I'm not super familiar with the right. So. Like I don't know. It's definitely true. Like. I follow just from like like Hollywood comedy podcast type people. I follow like so, you know a lot of DSA type people, and they they hate you know they're like they hate uh, you know Hillary you know right now. Oh, they hate they hate you and me more than they hate our friends who support Trump for sure. Um, but also uh, like and you know going on Beto now like uh, the, m- right much I w- I would say no DSA people ever even mention Trump unless they have a really good joke. No, like, yeah. I like, like Democratic Socialist like people like that. The, most of the editors literally of never mentioned Trump ever. Most of the editors of Deadspin for sure hate my politics more than they, yeah, because you know they think that I'm ju- just as bad, if not worse, because I, you know, whatever. I think uh, Deadspin did a um, like who did you vote for thing in 2016? Yeah, and, and I McGarry think was like the only person who voted for Hillary. Yeah. McGarry was the only person who <laughs> happily voted for Hillary. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, a couple others who voted, who lived in swing states, voted for her, but hoped like you know she would die. Basically, right. Um, so, yeah, no, I think uh, I think you should listen to. I mean, I'm being a hypocrite because I would never listen to like the Ben Shapiro show, but I do think if you're like want to consider yourself intellectually honest, you should listen to like listen well, to Chapo. Actually, does listen to the Ben Shapiro show and talks about it a lot. So. I mean, I'm sure you could. By the way, I like maybe you should. You should know what every side's talking about. 
Uh, yeah. My problem with Ben Shapiro, it, more than politics, is just he's a nerd. It's the smarm. Yeah, smarm. it's too smarmy. Um, anyway, yeah, and I don't know so those. those are our podcast recommendations. Yeah. Oh, here, uh, another one came in. Uh, binge mode Harry Potter. Keep it. A lot of people saying keep it. I think that's a celebrity What's gossip that? podcast. Maybe uh, I add that to my list to download. Yeah, maybe Dr. Jen should listen and she could give us a report on how keep it is. Dr. Jen would never listen to any podcast because I am associated with podcasts. So therefore, the entire genre of podcast. Tell her it's an internet radio show. Don't call it a podcast. I guarantee you she'll. (laughs) An on-demand internet radio show. She'll listen to it. She'll be like, oh, so great. You guys should do something like that. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's talk about week 17. How about that? Yes. Okay. Uh, Do you want to rank the games from 16 to 1 and and we'll pick them? Uh, sure. So we have the meaningless games. The Cowboys at the Giants, totally meaningless. The Cowboys are not going to be playing any of their starters, presumably. So we don't care about that game. So but, you've um, been on the bandwagon of, like, nobody punts Week 17. I, I'm really coming around to the other side. I do think that there's a groundswell. I don't think our fantasy leagues, the ones that we do that are cumulative, mean, meaning there's no everyone plays everyone every week, in which case Week 17 counts. I think we should stop counting Week 17 next year. Uh, again, but... It, week 17 should not be a championship. I agree. But why should week 17 not be one seventeenth of the total? Because it's, it, especially in a keeper league, like you're going to drop guys you want to keep just to start one stupid person. How is and- that different than week eight when six teams are on by? Just pretend teams are on by in week 17. And there's fewer than six of them, by the way. Okay. There's only two teams that have nothing to play for this week. The Cowboys and the Ram- and the Saints. I mean, there's, there's 15 teams that are eliminated that have nothing to play for. Or 10 teams. Whatever. Okay, but those teams have been, the, the Jets were eliminated in week eight. True. Okay, so uh, and, yeah. so but basically no, what we're doing is teams, it doesn't doesn't this remind you the bowls though? Like we just had to do a bowls pool. Like doesn't this remind you of like oh who who cares more? Basically, that's what we're trying to guess. We're trying to guess who wants who which coach is going to actually but, try. But it. what's amazing is that teams that have nothing to play for, like the Josh McCown Cardinals in two thousand three, or the Bengals last year, or the Browns this year, they do care. They because these guys still want to win. The only teams that don't try are the teams that actually are resting their starters because they've actually locked up a playoff spot, which, again, is the Cowboys and the Saints. There's only two teams in the NFL whose starting players are not playing this week. Mm-hmm. And we're speculating. We don't. They might play Drew Brees and Dak Prescott. You know, if, if a 40-year-old Drew Brees is playing in this game, they'd be stupid because, you know, why risk the injury? But, um, all right, so Cowboys and Giants, meaningless game. Uh, Giants should win big, hopefully, right? The thing is, are we sure, and we could say this for a few different games, are we sure that the Giants starters are better than the Cowboys backups? I mean, the Giants have been pretty cl- – if everybody was playing, I would have picked the Giants anyway this week. The okay. spread would not be seven. Right, so then so then this seems like a best bet to you. Yeah, so yeah, to me – well, I don't know if they're going to cover that spread. I think they are. I'm picking the Giants to cover the spread. I mean, that's it's an insane spread. spread. I was way off on that spread. Yeah. yeah, so then the only other game that, again, has literally no meaning is Carolina at the Saints. The Saints locked into the one seed by virtue of the win last week. I would assume that Drew Brees is not going to play, but again – it's still Teddy Bridgewater against Kyle Allen, so the Saints are still favored by seven and a half, and I'm probably going to take the Saints to cover that as well. Right. This is a scenario where the Saints backups are better than the Panthers starters. Right. Yes. That's well. Yes. The Saints backups here are better yeah. than the Panthers starters. The Panthers were six and two and are going to end up six and ten. Panthers were six and yeah, that's crazy. I mean Rivera, yeah. uh, it's not looking great. I th- I do think that there's a chance that we could get a Monday surprise. We're famously. Big, big time Black Monday, guys. We're going to have a podcast on Monday. We love every you coach. Get- Here's you the thing. It. No, you don't love Black Monday? No, I don't like when people lose their jobs. Well, can I explain something to you? So people always say, oh, never talk about another man's job. Do you realize that the guaranteed contract for the lowest paid coach in the NFL 
is ten million dollars yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah. So we're talking no, about people who should have gen- what? It, it's not. Oh, not not annually. You're saying the total amount of the. Contract. I'm saying the the total amount on a on a multi year deal. Okay. Nobody has less than ten at this point. Meaning. Okay. You, these people should all have generational wealth, which means you can root for them to fail. <laughs> I'm, yes, all it's right. sad when when the tight ends coach who makes two hundred twenty thousand dollars a year gets fired, and now he has to move back home and he doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, they sweep out everybody. They make, they sweep out the guys making thirty thousand a year as, as like coaching. Yeah, I understand, bullshit. but in terms of the the yeah. head coach getting fired, I think we could. All right, okay. we don't root for all it, right. but you know, we can appreciate. Okay. It Anyways, more meaningless games. Miami at Buffalo. Uh, you know, two teams out of the playoffs. I'm going to pick Buffalo. Uh, by the way, a bowl game was just canceled. Uh, you have to, you have to cross it Updated off our pool of pools. Yeah. It was. It's everyone's going to get a zero. Changes everything. By the way, back to fantasy for a second. So, uh, Rob, uh, Robbie Weisenfeld, uh, formerly known as Superfan Robbie, on this podcast, yes, the college football expert. So I deferred to him for our December pool of pools, and I'm in second place overall. So I needed a good showing, and uh, I had him make my picks for me, and they're not doing very well so far. So he might have undermined me because. He was the one seed in our fantasy league, and mm. I uh, destroyed him in the playoffs. Oh, by the way, that's another person. I like Robbie, but like he's not a he's not a, he doesn't even follow the NFL. That's insane that you're that you're claiming this is even a decent league. This is he, maybe no, the worst he, league. Like he, I think Klein's league is he, better than this. He claims that he destroys everyone in his in his what his league. family league. No, he do, he told us on this very podcast that he doesn't follow the NFL. How could he be good at fantasy football right. if he doesn't follow the right. NFL? Akiva, how about you join this league next year, and when you finish in 10th place, then you can... Uh, you know what I was told by an unnamed member of your league? That not one person in the league knows the rules besides you. No, that's... Yeah, Robbie told me that. I know Robbie told me that. He said that's the thing. Oh, he might have said... No, I think someone else told me yeah. that, too. Yeah. Now what? All so right. you're the only person who knows the rules. Oh, magically yeah. you've won five times. Yeah, because you're the only <laughs> one who knows how to win. Part of winning is you have to like, show up at Chester's house, we have a ring a doorbell, We have a to get into this league, you know. And by the way, so my genius plan is I'm trying to merge this league with the League of Leagues this offseason. I don't know. Some of these people might not get in. I don't know if I don't know if uh, I don't I don't know if these people are going to be better. No, there's than no there's no one in this league who who wouldn't. Uh, yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, they're all they all stink. I need we need to have like a we need to interview people for the new League of Leagues. Like I, I like yeah. I'm going to like test no, people on sure basketball. You need to have letters of recommendation. You need Absolutely. To have a I want resume. I want proof that you've won. You've at least contended in a fantasy basketball league. Yeah. Well, if, if so I have made that argument to these guys before. Every single person in our league is commenting during the playoffs about how they're winning their other league by 80 points. And I always say, like, let me see some screen grabs. It can't be that all 12 of you are winning your other league. I think leagues. they're all lying to you. Yeah. And they yeah. may be in a normal league without you also. And they're just lying. Like, hey, there's a league without, like, four, a 400-page rule book. This is like, yeah. are there mysteries? By the way, in one of these people's other league, they flipped from a playoff loss to a playoff win when that uh, Zeke Elliott fumble in, in week 14. I mean, if I went from win to thing. loss because of that, I think that's it for me in terms of following sports. I don't think I could. Well, the crazier thing was I saw some people on Twitter complaining that they were winning by one point going into Monday night. And so they sat their player playing crazy. Monday night since they had the win locked up. It's like, crazy. you deserve to lose if you do that. I You're saw somebody idiot. say that they were up by 80 and they said the post. Like, did you think he was going to fumble 41 times? I don't understand. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to run up the no score. Sense. You had to be classy. Yeah. <laughs> I ran up the score on Moore and I enjoyed it. All right. Miami at Buffalo. Are you picking Buffalo to win? Uh, yes, I am picking Buffalo. Okay. Although there's probably value right. with Miami, but yeah. All right. Detroit. Well, Miami stinks. Detroit at Green Bay. 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you said he wasn't even trying last week. Seems like he was trying. Oh, no, he, he wasn't trying get... until until Leo Williams like hit him, and then he threw 500 yards. But yeah, he clear, yeah. he told, again, he told the announcers during the... Um, he told he, during the Saturday night meeting, which, by the way, is there anything stupider in the world than the coach, the coaches and the lead players meeting like the CBS and Fox guys? It's just for like the yeah. ego of the CBS executives, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it well, serves nobody any good. Knocks. You see it, them except doing it on hard knocks. It's crazy. It's just for the guys to hobnob with each other. It's one hundred. It, there's no value. It actually takes away from their announcing skill because now they're friends with them. And they're not critical. If you watch a football game on Sunday, they will never say a coach should get fired. They will never even say the coach made a bad decision because they would just befriended them the night before. So yeah. it's very political. It's it's so anyway. Aaron Rodgers said, "I don't want to get sacked this week." Basically, like this is the Pro Bowl for me. So, um, yeah. Then he got mad and and threw for five hundred yards against the Jets. That's that's my theory, at least. Um, would you ask me other than that? The Packers winning. Yeah, so I, I think the Packers are going to win big here. Detroit yeah, has really fallen apart. Yeah, I, I and uh, I do think you know I keep firing these NFC coaches. I don't think I don't think Patricia did anything that deserves a second year. I'm not saying like I'm not a big fan. Like I even think Wilkes, who, who's done a terrible job, I think you could keep him around for Arizona. I I don't see I, I Matt Stafford's been useless. I would just I would get Patricia out of town on Monday morning. I, I yeah. think it's well, a Steve right Wilkes now. is going to get fired, as you said. But yeah, well, they already announced it, but I don't think he should be. He has no yeah. team. The, he's uh, uh, what's his name? Patricia inherited a team that goes like seven well, and nine or Josh, eight and eight every year. But Josh Rosen looks so much worse than every other rookie quarterback. Okay, but so he might need, be worse. Well, he might be, but I think they needed to get a coach or who. Or yeah, Wilkes was also over promoted. Wilkes, I, I think also, and we went over this uh, yeah. earlier in the year that like, yeah, guys who were coordinator for like one or two years and then become coach have a very Track All right, and the final meaningless game, and it's 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 number one among the meaningless games, just because there's probably a lot of playoff guy uh, fantasy guys who are playing. Uh, Atlanta at Tampa. This is actually a tough one. I don't know who I'm going to pick. Well, who are you going to pick here? I pick Atlanta. I'm surprised you think it's tough. I mean, Tampa has lost like three or four in a row under James, but they've been relatively close. I think I was leaning towards Atlanta. Also, I guess I'm going to agree with you. Uh, it's a pick 'em the spread, so it's a very close game. By the way, last week uh, I won all three games we disagreed on. I went fourteen and two. You went eleven and five. So yeah, you've been hammering all year. Yeah, I'm up like twenty two games overall. On you. Um, all right, so we don't have a disagreement among the meaningless games. Now the 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 two early games that have marginal meaning is uh, the Jets at New England. I assume New England's going to win easily. No, I don't think I don't easily. Know, I mean, I also assume New England's going to win. Why easily? So you think Darnold can cover? Yeah, I, th- I think the Jets are going to be treating this like the Super Bowl. Like, the fans want them to. So, I've, I've, a- I've actually picked the Jets the to cover in, in like, our pick seven pool where I'm in second place. I need to come back in week 17. Mm-hmm. I think the spread is too big because New England's offense is just, you know, they're missing a lot of pieces at this point. Uh, even last week against Buffalo. They, although Buffalo has a better defense than the Jets do. But the Jets have a better offense. All mm-hmm. right. And then uh, the other the other of the 1 o'clock game, and then we're going to get to the 4 o'clock hour, which is jam-packed with excitement. Jacksonville at Houston. Houston needs to win and New England to lose to have a bye. That's not going to happen. But Houston does need to win to win the division. If they lose, they will be a wild card. And mm-hmm. so they definitely have a reason to play. And it's the glorious return of Blake Bortles. He got the Week 17 start. Yeah, I'm happy for Blake. Seems like a nice guy. This is his last game in Jacksonville, one has to assume. Yeah, this is his last game in Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I think Jacksonville's going to cover, but Houston has to win. So. Uh, 
one of the teams that that like is playing a bad team and that needs a win is going to lose. I just don't know. Well, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. I think it would be on. I think. Well, Houston's in the playoffs. They can't get knocked out of the playoffs. I. Correct. It would be very fitting, considering the type of year Houston's had. It would be very fitting if they lost this game. Right, if are you Houston, Jacksonville or not? Uh, yeah, I'm picking Houston. If Houston wins, so it's three. Let's say Houston, Indianapolis. Spoiler: I'll pick the Colts. And Houston, Indianapolis at the three six, and then Baltimore Chargers in the four five. Chicago is the early Saturday game. For well, hold on. Minnesota, then Chicago. The um, game. Then it's Minnesota. what is it? Chicago, Mini, and Dallas, Seattle. Dallas, Seattle will yeah. be Saturday night, right? Unless they owe Fox. No, I think Minnesota. Favorite. No, Minnesota, Chicago would be Saturday night. What, what are you saying that? Well, are you saying because it's a bigger game? Because Dallas, Seattle is a bigger game than Minnesota, Chicago. No, doesn't Fox want the Cowboys and Seattle? Yeah, but NBC don't have Fox. NBC is more important than Fox. They, oh, they oh NBC gets the first pick. Oh, I didn't. Uh, it doesn't okay. work. It's up to it's up to the the commissioner's mood, and he he's you know a crazy person who, by the way, might be dead. Like Roger Goodell, we're not sure if he's alive. Like he has not been appeared in public this season. And you know what? That's great for Roger Goodell. His approval rating is less low than it's ever been, probably. Yeah, I, Trump should try this. Yeah. Just like stop, yeah. stop, Disappear. like stop. Yeah, but, for, but Trump, Trump's ego would never allow that. Whereas I don't think Goodell has an ego necessarily. Yeah, interesting. Um, I, but I, yeah, no, Dallas, Seattle. The problem is then Sunday's not great. Chicago, Minnesota. There's no clear four thirty game. Like Chicago, Minnesota is fine, but that's more of a one o'clock game. In terms of like, is the nation going to be like super fired up for Kirk Cousins? I mean, I think every game is going to be good. Every game is going to be good. Every game is going to be good. Yeah, for football fans. I'm just saying like to get the like super event week one of the playoffs game. Well, I mean, Chicago is a huge market. I For the playoffs, I I, you almost want Pittsburgh to make it over Baltimore. I don't know. I just I I, do not. Because Baltimore can't. I, I, I sort of do. All right, like well, Pittsburgh let's, is... let's get to our picks. So, okay, fine. Okay, let's pick the late games. All right. Okay. So uh, we'll start with the ones that technically mean something, but not much. Uh, Rams hosting San Francisco. They're going to win easily, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with now, you. So here's – so Chicago, if they win and the Rams lose, can get to, to the two seed. Assuming the Rams are beating San Francisco by a lot at the half, my theory is that Chicago rests their players – which is why the Vikings are six-point favorites. If everything was even, I don't think the Vikings are getting six points against Chicago, if Chicago's trying, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that Vegas also thinks there's a chance Chicago pulls I, I do think that Vegas' odds are the best indication we have of who's going to try and who's not. I don't know if it's inside it's information. Not even, it's not even so much that Chicago's not playing their players, but because it's so likely that Chicago and Minnesota, the same teams are going to meet the next week, Chicago doesn't want to give away their playbook. Yeah, we've I mean, seen they this have a bunch to be of times. A relatively vanilla game. We've seen this a bunch of times when when the Jets needed to beat the Bengals to make the playoffs, but knowing the Bengals, knowing that if the Jets did win, they were going to Cincinnati the, the next week. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals claimed the whole week that they would try, and then the NBC flexed Sunday night, thinking it would be a good game, and the Bengals immediately like took out Dalton, just ran the ball, didn't even try, lost thirty-one nothing. Um, yeah, I, I think. So, you could yeah, see I that. think. So I think something similar like that is happening here. Because um, there's so no Chicago chance the Saints or the Rams lose. So Chicago's not really playing it for anything. Well, the Saints are locked into the one. So right. They could there's no the chance game. the Rams lose. Uh, yeah, probably the case. San Francisco's look good. The Rams, I've by the way, I've discovered what the Rams are this year. And the Vikings are sort of a, a slightly poorer man's version of the same thing. Uh-huh. The Rams and the Vikings beat up on the, on the, on the bad teams. But they struggle against the good teams. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Um... I, the opposite of the Steelers, who play up or down to every single opponent they have. 
Yeah. Yeah. And they could beat any team in the close. NFL, but then they play teams like the Browns and the Broncos and they look like they're yeah. six and ten. Yeah. Uh, well, so here's so the, everyone think, yeah. people have asked me in person, especially people like associate me with the Vikings because we do this podcast. People are like, The Vikings have a better quarterback than last year. Uh Dalvin Cook is there, and yet they're worse. Even though the line was bad last year, so you can't just blame the offensive line. Why are the Vikings objectively worse than last year? Okay, so a couple things. First of all, uh, their defense was historically great last year. They were the best third-down defense since, like, 1991. And something mm-hmm. like that is just not repeatable. So they can yeah. still have the best third-down defense in the league, which they do, but it's there's a massive reversion to the mean. Like, the gap between them and everybody else is much smaller. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. The defense is not as good. Uh, they've also had a lot more injuries on the defense. I mean, Andrew Sadeo's missed most of the year. Everson Griffin missed half the year. They've had a lot of injuries. Their offensive line is dramatically worse. And also, specifically... But their offensive line last year was like bottom five. So is it the worst offensive line, basically? Well, but so here's the thing. Uh, Case Keenum is a much worse quarterback than Kirk Cousins. However, Case Keenum is a much more mobile quarterback than Kirk Cousins. True, okay. If the Vikings had Russell Wilson, I think they'd be like 14-2. and If you're the the Vikings this offseason, don't you just have to draft offensive linemen? And like, if you have any cap money, sign one? Yeah, well, they also... Just focus on the O-line? Last year, the Vikings had the most expensive offensive line in the league. This year, they're like 30th in money spent on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, they did not have a great offensive line last year, but it was better than this year. Okay. So that's that's a big part. And also, then the other thing is the kicker. I complained about, uh, you know, Kai Forbath last year because he missed six or seven extra points. But you know what happened in that Vikings Saints game? Kai Forbath hit a 49-yard field goal. And then, within, less th- within the last two minutes of the game, to take the lead, he had a 53-yard field goal. The Vikings haven't even attempted a kick of over 45 yards in two months. I mean, they the Vikings do not attempt kicks if they're outside. I mean, there are a lot of teams yard. in the league right now that are barely kicking field goals, if you look around. Yeah, but so the, Vi- the Vikings kicker has cost them, according to Barnwell's advanced stats, uh, 1.9 wins. So, basically... Instead of being eight, six, and one, they'd be 10, four, 10 and four, or ten and five, or something, and then nobody would be saying what's wrong with the Vikings. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, I think it's their kicker, it's their offensive line, and it's injuries to the defense, and it's just some you know mean reversion from the defense. But all right, so are you picking the Bears or the Vikings? Vikings. Okay. All right. Now this is a similar scenario we have in the AFC that I just talked about in the NFC. Oakland at Kansas City. If Kansas City wins. Or if they have a big lead against Oakland, which I assume they will, then Chargers to Denver takes on a different feel. The Chargers are six and a half point favorites in Denver. I think that's too high. First of all, Denver already won on uh, you know on the road earlier this year. But also, if the Chargers look up at the scoreboard and Kansas City is beating Oakland, you know, thirty-four to ten, then maybe they say, well, you know, maybe you know, pull up, pull Phil Rivers in the fourth quarter here, and then maybe Denver gets at least a backdoor cover, if not a victory. Uh huh. So what's your take on those two games? Um, uh, the Chargers and what's the other one? Kansas City's going to beat Oakland at home, obviously. Yeah, Kansas City's going to win. Okay, so you're really paying attention. Great job. Yeah. The Chargers at the same <laughs> time are going at Denver. They need to win and Kansas City to lose. To yeah, beat. yeah, they're both winning. They're both going to win. All right, so so I I'm, I definitely think Denver's going to cover, and I'm, I'm going to pick the Chargers to win, but I think it's going to be a close game because I just don't see – the Chargers are not going to be motivated in the fourth quarter. If the Chiefs are up by 20, you, I, it's we don't see that a lot. We see it before the game. Do we see a lot of pulling, calling off the dogs in the, the third NFL, quarter? Because the NFL schedules these games simultaneously, it can only happen during the game now. I understand it doesn't happen in week 11. Yeah. I'm saying, have we seen it in previous years? We've no, only I'm been doing this 17. for a couple years. Yeah. It'll be well, interesting I think that case. there's... 
I think that the Bears and the Chargers are the two test cases for that this year. All right. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, Cincinnati has just completely fallen apart uh, other than when they get to play the Raiders. So Pittsburgh's going to win that one. And let's get to the interesting game. Cleveland at Baltimore. I mean, Cleveland has looked great the last six weeks, basically since they fired Hugh Jackson. Baltimore has also looked really good. I mean, Baltimore's coming off a win in Los Angeles against the Chargers, who going yeah, last Yeah, week Baltimore right now is basically the hottest team in the league. I don't know. People are talking themselves into Cleveland winning this game. It's not happening. Baltimore's winning this game. Okay, People would you have ever picked Baltimore to lose last year to Cincinnati in a game they had to win to make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. And yet they did. This Cleveland team is better than Cincinnati last year. I'm going to pick Baltimore to win also, but I am definitely taking those points. I think okay. Cleveland's going to keep it close. Also, yeah. it's Cleveland and Baltimore, they hate each other, all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, Baltimore's winning right. this game. All right, Philly at Washington. So Washington is another team that's completely given up. And then because they beat the Jaguars in week 15, they sort of threw us off the scent. But, you know, then they got embarrassed again. Uh, Washington, Washington should garbage. be losing these games 42 to nothing. Like, it really shows well, they you they did no. to the Giants. Wasn't that literally the score? Wasn't it 40 nothing against the Giants? No. They lost to the Giants. Yeah. Oh, though the Sanchez game. But I'm saying in the jo- with yeah. Josh Johnson, they I thought you meant last week. With Josh Johnson, they've yeah. been competitive, no. which yeah. is weird. All right. Okay. So Philly is going to beat them, right? Uh-huh. And Philly's going to be scoreboard watching. And, and again, hopefully the Vikings win. And so uh, Philly's, Philly's outcome is meaningless. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we skipped Arizona at Seattle. Seattle is going to win. They need to win to hold on to the three seed. I'm not, or the, the, the top wild card, the five seed. I don't know why it's only an eight and a half point spread, though. That's odd to me. That's way too low. Yeah, that is low. Isn't it? Now, what do you, you think? You the said line nine and a half. I, I guess 13 and a half. I mean, Arizona's like the worst team in the league. Yeah. I mean, how hard are they going to be playing? Seattle? Seattle's definitely. Seattle wants to play Dallas in a dome much more yeah. than they want to go on the road at Chicago. They already lost to Chicago. I mean, right. If they had, like, if Wilson was questionable, he'd definitely be sitting this week. I mean, I think Seattle has every reason to win this game. They would much rather, much, much rather face the Cowboys of than course. face the Bears. Of course. Yeah. Uh, right, and yeah. then we get to the Sunday night. So, but I would not pick is, them with 13 and a half. I just think that's too many. Yeah. All right. Um, so we don't have a single disagreement today then. Um, and then uh, India, Tennessee. when one team is we, trying in every game and one team is not. Yeah. So India, Tennessee is um, the Sunday night game. We predicted that. What was the, the, ago, Indy killed them the first pass. time. Indy, Indy beat them by like 28, I think. Yeah, but this is in Tennessee. Now, the problem is Mariota has, might be injured. We're not even sure about that. Obviously, yeah. if, if Blaine Gabbert's involved, it, it becomes a bad game. I'm going to pick Indy anyway. Yeah, I would have picked Indy with Mariota, but I think with uh, with Gabbert. I'm you would have picked Tennessee with Mariota. No, I'm saying I would have picked Indy even with Mariota. Anyway, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Mariota, in hindsight, not a great pick for a fantasy team in the 32 fans league this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... You know, we've already discussed that the Bucks are moving on from Jameis. What are the Titans doing? Uh, no, they're giving Mariota another year. Yeah. All right. I mean, the issue is he's never um, healthy. Even if he was like Andrew Luck, he's, he can't stay on the field. Well, I mean, if he gets him into the playoffs a second year in a row, then that's where something Yeah, I don't, I don't um, think you can. Right. Now, you can pick a rookie in like the third round and, and give him, you know, a better backup slash some competition. Yeah. All right. Now, you want to discuss the MVP race, you said. Yeah, give us the Chester MVP, please. Yes. All right, so, you know, there's only two real candidates here. It's Pat Mahomes and Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is always the guy who's, like, third or fourth in the conversation. It is very stupid that, unlike NBA MVP voting and MLB MVP voting, you can't pick, you know, first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. 
Yeah, I think like all the boys, especially in football history, you'd world. know a lot. Like, hey, you know, he was all you could say is MVPs, but a lot of guys never win them. Like, if someone had like six top five MVPs, that would be incredibly relevant to know. But usually, yeah. an MVP is unanimous. Rarely do you have more than two people get MVP votes in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because yeah, a guy like Russell Wilson would get all the third place votes, but there's really no way to give him a first place vote. Philip no. Rivers, the same thing. Um, you know, Bill Simmons has been hawking Philip Rivers for a while, but I mean, there's just there's no way to justify it. His, I, to me, there's know, really only one one candidate. So who's that? I, I, I it has to be Mahomes. Breeze just hasn't been good enough the last few weeks. Well, so Mahomes Breeze's gap over Mahomes was so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And and if you remember last year, Breeze uh, had the best Chester quarterback ranking in the league. But the reason why I did not give him Hopefully the MVP is that. because his attempts were much lower. His usage rate was lower. You know, they yeah. were going behind the, the two-headed Well, Mahomes has a much higher usage rate than, than Breeze. Well, and so that's the same thing. So I'm actually going to give – I have the edge to Mahomes over Breeze right now. And assuming Breeze doesn't do much in Week 16, and Mahomes probably will. So I think Mahomes will extend that even further. There's an argument for Breeze, and I would accept that, you know, they're the best record in the league. And his statistically, you know, his Chester quarterback ranking is 111.3. Mahomes is 107.3. But he also has 100 fewer attempts than Mahomes, and he has 14 fewer touchdowns than Mahomes, and he has 1,000 a, a fewer yards than Mahomes. And I just think that Mahomes has had to do more than Breeze has had to do. You know, Mahomes' running back was cut two weeks ago, whereas Breeze has two Pro Bowl running backs behind him. So uh, I think Breeze has also. had five objectively bad games out of 15. How many bad games has <sighs> Mahomes had? I mean, like, did he have a bad game against the Vikings? They just didn't need anything from him. That doesn't mean uh, bad. Well, he had, didn't throw any incompletion. It's, it's actually a weird question because if you see 120 yards of touchdown and interception, which were his numbers in that game, you'd say, oh, like he sucked. But he only threw five passes that were incomplete. Well, one was intercepted. Uh, and they yeah. won. So I guess, yeah, I, I don't know if you call that a good game because he just threw They've only bear- lost two games all year. So if you're going to say that he's had five bad games, well, then they win his bad games. I mean, so that's you know, beating the Giants when he didn't really do anything and didn't even complete passes. Like, I'm not giving him that. So he was really bad against the Cowboys and they lost. Uh, he was actually amazing in the, w- the win against the Bucks. We uh, the loss against the Bucks. So one of his losses is a W for him. Yeah, that's all that he does. Uh, yeah, I'm giving it to Mahomes, but I think it's closer. Than and he was bad against the Panthers two weeks ago. They won, but they they had 12 points. Now, what about the fact that Drew Brees is going to retire as the number one quarterback in every counting stat ever, and yet he doesn't have a single MVP to his name? I mean, that's irrelevant. You got to win the MVP. This is like the Carl Malone I, argument, basically. I what? But I'm saying that the voters do that a lot. Well, these oh are yeah, oh well, we're arguing about who should. should. We don't care what the morons oh. actually say. Okay. I do yeah. think, yeah, so I, I think they would be more likely to go with Breeze, their their crony over Mahomes, who's a new guy on the street. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm going to vote for Mahomes as well, but I think it's yeah. pretty close. Not as close uh, as you it wouldn't it's... shock me if Breeze got the Lifetime Achievement Award. But ultimately, right. this will be known as the Mahomes year, when you at least the regular season, when you look back at it. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see what happens in the playoffs. On in, that note, Kiva, yeah. we will be back next week to discuss playoffs, to discuss fired coaches, maybe have some guests. Monday, on Black Monday, we're going to preview the playoffs and we're going to celebrate all the fired coaches. All right, Keith. Talk to you later. Bye. It's hard to be a Jew on Christmas. My friends will let me join in any games. And I can't sing Christmas songs or decorate a Christmas tree or leave water out for Rudolph because there's something wrong with me. My people.
why is it that Santa passes over my house every year? And instead of eating ham, I have to eat kosher latkes. Instead of Silent Night, I'm singing Hu-Hashto-Gavish. And what the f*** is up with lighting all these f***ing candles? Tell me, please. I'm a Jew. Time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.